Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as I mentioned before the break, uh, we've been talking a lot lately about uh, just these extraordinary refugees here in the state of Utah. And Utah uh, has a great history of uh, welcoming refugees from around the world. And I think part of the success here in the state is because we have individuals and organization who treat these refugees not as liabilities to be managed, but as human individuals with immense potential, unlimited potential that need to be nurtured and supported and encouraged along the way. And uh, one of my favorite uh, encouragers and lifters as it comes to our refugee community is Amy Dot Harmer uh, from Utah Refugee Connection. And uh, she is back with us today. Amy, thanks for joining us. Oh, boy, it's a pleasure to be with you. Well, so we're we're heading back to school, and uh, we're talking about what that actually is going to mean for a, a lot of students around the state of Utah. Some are going to be uh, back in the classroom. Some are going to be partially there. Some will be completely remote. Uh, but it doesn't change the fact that, especially in our refugee communities, there still are a, a lot of needs uh, for those young people that are uh, new to the state, new to the country. For sure. Every year we hold a big event usually where we collaborate with Granite School District and allow any refugees from any place in the state to come and learn about resources that are available for them for school, um, where to get glasses, where to get immunizations, and we give them backpacks and then we have a carnival. And because of COVID, we're not doing that, but we still know that those refugees are going to need access to having a new backpack and school supplies. So we are in the middle of our back-to-school backpack campaign, and I've been at my share house distributing all of these wonderful backpacks that are coming in. Oh, I love that. And uh, people should just realize, I don't think we don't, I don't think we realize exactly what this looks like and feels like, but there there are 65,000 refugees who now call Utah home. And obviously uh, COVID-19 has made this uh, a little quirky in, in terms of back to school efforts. Uh, but one of the things I know you're, you're doing in addition to the backpacks, and we'll talk more about some of the content there, uh, but a lot of people don't think about the fact that some of them may not have access to a, a tablet or a computer or even the internet. Yeah, so we um, we actually are working really hard to bridge the digital divide and help refugee families have what they need. So we actually have access to buy Chromebooks at a really good price. We're also buying space masks, so refugees have several to choose from and can wash them in between going to school. And we also are um, getting hand sanitizer. We have some connections with um a wholesale distributor so we can get a lot of the things people can't find in the community. So we encourage people to make a donation on our website, which is www.serverefugees.org. And then we can get Chromebooks and face masks and disinfecting items to refugees who need it. Oh, that's uh, that's so important. And again, that website is serverefugees.org. 
Uh, if you're just yeah, joining us, make a donation there. Yes, uh, a great place to do that. And then again, they'll have the ability to to purchase those uh, those notebooks, those tablets, uh, face masks. Again, something we don't really think about uh, in terms yeah, of what. Last year, if you told if you told me I was going to be collecting face masks, I wouldn't have believed you at this time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I don't think dangers. I don't think any of us would have uh, put uh, face mask oh, yeah. array on our uh, back to school shopping list uh, for 2019 yeah. for sure. Uh, so yeah. as you look at these at these young people, uh, you've shared with us in the past just some of these inspiring stories of refugees that have come to Utah and uh, have just done some amazing things. Can you share one of those with us? Uh, maybe a recent one you've had in terms of just watching. How something as simple as a backpack or a notebook or a face mask and hand sanitizer uh, so these students can participate and have an opportunity to develop their potential. Yeah, several years ago, um, an organization called My Story Matters was putting together books for refugees during a summer program. And what they do is they come and and they interview the refugees, they take their pictures, and they actually make a, a picture book for them to come home and, or for them to take home. And I met several refugees several years ago at that event. And that fall, I saw them come get backpacks at our back-to-school event. And now three of them are on scholarship in the university. Mm. And it's really cool to see these vulnerable kids come, and they're so nervous. And, you know, they're struggling to kind of learn the language, get access to the things that they need. And then to all of a sudden see them become who they're more more of who they're meant to be once their basic needs are met and to see them um, contributing and giving back to the community and on their way to self-sufficiency and going to college is really rewarding. And I'm not saying the backpack makes a difference, but it helps them be excited and ready for school. Nothing's more terrifying than starting the first day of school and not knowing if you have what you need. So as soon as those kids have a backpack full of supplies on their back at the carnival, usually they're just energetic and excited. And we know if, if they feel positive about school and their parents have positive engagement at the school buildings and community centers when they're going to be more engaged in their kids' educational needs. Um, I'm so glad you mentioned that because a lot of times we uh, we kind of put that in the rearview mirror. You know, we watch our own children go to that first day of school, and there's always that uncertainty, a little pit in the stomach, uh, and then multiply that out. As you just described, Amy, that uh, if you have someone who's going to a new school, um, learning a different language, and then not being sure they have all – that they need to actually, you know, be in the classroom and, and do that. Uh, those are some pretty high uh, high anxiety things to be sure. Uh, so I think changing that dynamic is is so critical. We're going to put all of this on our uh, on our Facebook page. Uh, there are drop off locations uh, all over the place, and again, you can go to serverefugees.com. Uh, excuse me, .org, serverefugees.org. You can donate there. Uh, be part of this. Uh, as we mentioned before, uh, this is about treating these extraordinary refugees not as liabilities to be managed, but as people, as human beings with infinite potential. And, uh, yes, they're amazing. They I've are. learned some great things from them. Yeah, fantastic. Well, Amy, I appreciate you joining us on the KSL Inside Sources today. Good luck to you. Again, we'll post this on our Facebook page, and I encourage all of you to engage. Uh, this is one of those opportunities. We talk about it every day. See something that inspires these refugees can be incredibly inspiring and do something that makes a difference. We can all do something today. Amy, thanks again for joining us. Yeah, have a great day, boys. 
All right. Uh, again, Amy.Harmer. Uh, and the work that they're doing is is so important, and it's it's a great model. And people from around the country look and see what's going on in Utah. Why is it that there is this great upward mobility in the state of Utah, especially amongst refugees? Uh, and as Amy described, you know, taking uh, a refugee student, young, uh, not confident, worried, stressed, and all of this un- uncertainty and and uh, difficulty, and then to see them a few years down the road. Uh, thriving in a university setting or thriving in the community or in a job uh, is is really exciting. It's it's the best that we have in the state of Utah, and it's the best of what I think America is really all about. So, again, encourage everyone to check that out, serverefugees.org. Uh, great chance to participate, to make a difference today uh, for someone uh, who has an opportunity uh, to to literally change their world. That's a that's a great opportunity. That's a good day. I'm telling you, that is a good day if you can make that kind of difference out there. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside for our bottom of the hour break. When we come back, Jason Perry is going to join us from the Hinckley Institute of Politics at the University of Utah. It's time for more more polling from the Deseret News and the Hinckley Institute. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.